trust and faith is a little bit risky, but the risk I feel like pays off when you choose to make a practice out of it. At first, when you start taking those steps out into the unknown towards this dream that you have, it's really uncomfortable because you You are listening to the Learning to Love podcast, where we teach you to live a happier, healthier life and manifest your desires. So I, I think controlling and trying to control things that are out of our control is a big problem. Yes, controlling things that are out of our own control i agree yes because yeah obviously like there's an extent of control that is good and healthy and serves you and serves other people and i think that's more just like management and it's like our own responsibility we can control what is within our own responsibility yeah versus i i think the controlling that when it becomes a problem is when it's like things that are not actually your responsibility that you're that you're making your own responsibility like the way that someone else is acting for example or like the way that the universe is responding to something that's happening you know like all things we can't control and you can tell when you are trying to control something that is out of your control because it feels very different in your body when you are almost like stepping into your own power and taking control over something that you can have an impact on like desperate energy feels very different in your body than empowerment yeah that's a good point yeah i think that's a good way to tell the difference between like the kind of control that you're trying to create is you know if it feels like desperate if it feels like pressure if it feels like like anxious then it's it's probably you're trying to control something that is not actually your responsibility to be controlling yeah and that's where you start to feel like powerless because you know like you there's just some things you can't control but then if it's something that you can control it's gonna feel empowering like you said Mm -hmm. it's gonna feel empowering and it's gonna feel just like simple and it's gonna feel like you know you might it might take like some discipline and some some energy to get yourself into it but it'll once you start getting it going you really start to build up confidence because you start to see that you actually can make progress you know that you're in a place of empowerment when there is forward movement and growth when you notice that you are stuck and not moving in places that you're trying to control, it's so likely that that is just not a place for you to be practicing controlling. That is such a good example. I love that. So do you have like a story in mind that you can relate to to kind of just really paint the picture of like what control can look like in someone's life? Like what's a time in your life where you experience control as like a problem? the very first time that I set out to intentionally create something in my life like I dreamt this dream and the dream felt big and exciting and a little bit scary and I went full force and this was kind of the first time after learning about manifestation and creating in your life I thought about what I wanted and I decided okay I'm going to full send. And the problem that I ran into was I tried to do it all on my own. Like I had been in this place of dreaming and visualizing and practicing believing in being able to have this in my life. And then I kind of switched gears and I was like, 
well, that's not working. So I'm going to go ahead and try taking massive action. And I quickly got burnt out because I noticed that I was trying to put all the weight on my shoulders and take the responsibility all into my own hands. And for me, that just came out as desperate action. It kind of started out as feeling, you know, like I'm going to take action based on my inspiration. And I think without having any kind of faith or trust in other things to be working in my favor behind the scenes, I quickly got burnt out. And and, and how did that have an impact on like the results that you were trying to get to? Yeah. So I was basically trying to create content. I wanted to be a content creator and it was kind of like round one or maybe two of pursuing this goal and for me my content just was so cringy to watch like my content was definitely taken in a very desperate way it was created in a way where I was trying to get something from the world rather than like give back to it and yeah, I feel like the process was very rushed, which I feel like is kind of where that desperate energy chimes in. And it was really just an uncomfy experience for me. Yeah, what about you? Do you have anything that comes to your mind about a situation in your life where you felt like you were over-controlling and it ended up hurting you more than it ended up helping you? Definitely, yeah. yeah. The, the story that comes to my mind is a really similar story as far as, you know, I was really, this was like one of the first times that I really set out to create something that felt like big to me. And I, I really did, um, like you were saying, like I, I started out with setting the goal and like visualizing and, you know, like researching and journaling and just doing everything that I could to make sure that I was in a good place to really make this thing happen and um it was what you were talking about earlier as far as like feeling rushed that's kind of where it got me like the the sense of control that i had was a sense of like feeling rushed like i needed to make this happen sure and part of that is because of the way that i set myself up mm -hmm. i didn't really plan things out very well and I kind of gave myself a, a tight timeline and set things up to where I like I literally quit my job. I quit my job <laughs> to be able to pursue this this goal. And, you know, that that really gave me a pretty short timeline already in itself. And then the control for me, it ended up coming out as this like really impulsive decision to yeah. just try to boost myself forward and feeling like I needed to make this happen. And ultimately what ended up happening is I ended up investing in stocks. I remember that. <laughs> and it was, so it, it wasn't just normal stocks. It was like options contracts, which have very like risky potential as far as what you can lose, but also have a very high potential for what you can win. And so I ended up like I had some money saved, you know, I had credit cards, I had everything and I ended up just really getting into this place of desperation because the plan that I had set out to to follow wasn't really going as planned. Like things were not going well. I was trying to create this business. People were not buying into the business. I was running out of time. I was running out of money. And so I basically took all the money that I had, invested it in stocks, options and lost all of it yeah and that was all the money that I had and so 
That was like 10K, right? It was about $10,000. That is ridiculous. Big one. That is the most money I've ever lost. I lost that in a single day. And so... I remember that day. Yeah. It was really tough for me, but ultimately, like, the, the whole... The problem was that was me trying to control. That was me trying to force the universe to give me what it what I want. That was me trying to put effort and energy into things that I really had no control over the outcome. And it was like, that is what I was focusing on rather than focusing on the things that I actually did have control over and the things that I, I actually could like have an impact on. I was focusing on basically all of these things that were outside of my control. And it was getting me to feel really desperate and really impatient because like things weren't happening. And, um, yeah, so it ultimately ended up getting me to this point where I just felt like I needed to completely stop everything that I was doing and basically go back to working at a job because I didn't have any money. And it, it just really, really set me back. And so, yeah, it definitely was painful. So it sounds like in your situation, being in this place of trying to control something that is not your part came out as very desperate kind of energy and with that energy it led you to make choices that you would not usually make if you were in this space of trust and faith and love and in doing so being in that place where you were taking those actions that you authentically might not have chosen if you were focusing on something within your control you were set back and your well-being was hindered by those choices, by taking action based on this place of trying to control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was there was no faith. There was no trust. There was basically, I'm going to make this happen because I, I don't trust that it's going to just happen on its own. I think the thing that I started to learn about successful people is that they do have a lot of trust and faith and the way that that comes out is by outsourcing. Like successful people that I watch seem to be very open to including other people in their journey. And they're very open to picking someone to help them and, and giving them trust. Like they almost treat other people like the universe and they see that, okay, I'm going to practice putting trust here so I can focus more on my own part that I have control over and and there's that faith dynamic but it really seems like successful people choose to include other people in their success and in their process of manifestation rather than assume that they can take control all by themselves and that they can hold all that responsibility on their back mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point yeah I think depending on where you're at and what you're trying to create the practice of faith and trust is going to look different. Sure. And so, yeah, in, in a business sense, if you're creating a business, the idea of putting yourself in that place where you're responsible for absolutely everything is definitely going to get overwhelming at some point. And so, yeah, to be able to delegate work and authority is an act of faith, an act of trust, and it is ultimately going to lead to your business running a lot more efficiently. But what did faith and trust look like in your situation that you were talking about? Like what, how did you kind of overcome that? And like, what kind of tools did you use to, to help you get to a point where you were feeling more faith and trust? Yeah, that's a great question. 
I feel like for me, kind of that first step was recognizing and acknowledging that I wasn't in that place. And I had to show myself that for trust and faith to work, that has to include trusting myself to show up and do my own part. And it also had to include trusting the universe to show up and do its part. So I had to be in this space of practicing allowing the universe to work behind the scenes while I am taking action and and doing my part. And for me, it looked like identifying the difference between those things. And the conclusion that I came to was my part is going to be the things that I have control over and I can make an impact on. And the universe's part is going to be those things that I just have to let be because I really don't have any control over this. And it really was just this place of practicing. I think practicing trusting myself and practicing trusting the universe felt really uncomfy and it still does. But I do feel like through consistently practicing this art of faith, it has gotten less uncomfy and it has actually gotten more comfortable and it's felt better to be practicing trust and faith because now there's not this overload of pressure on my shoulders because I've distributed that and I've said, okay, this is my part and this is not. And I'm going to practice accepting that and doing what I can about that. Okay, yeah. So so basically you just kind of took a step back and kind of just saw that you were putting a lot of energy into things that you actually couldn't control and you kind of just redirected your, well, I mean, first of all, acknowledged the kind of things that you were putting your energy towards that you couldn't control and then just redirected that energy into the things that you could control and then like by doing that, that was helping create that feeling of trust more for you. Yeah. I think when you start to do those things, you start to notice and feel proud in the ways that you're showing up and it builds that self-trust because I I feel like I procrastinate a lot and that's something that I've been working on. And the more that I choose to work through that discomfort and show up for myself, the more that I start to trust myself and that feels really, really good. And then also the more that I practice allowing the universe and having faith that by doing my part, that's going to help the universe do its part. I start to notice those moments where the universe is also showing up for me and that feels really, really good. And that I feel like breathes more faith and trust and belief into whatever it is that you're trying to create. It breathes more trust and faith into your manifestation and that just makes it grow and build momentum at a much faster rate than trying to control its growth. What about you? What kinds of things have you put into to help you trust and release control when it's needed? So yeah, for me, I feel like, you know, obviously I talked about how I kind of had to put everything on pause because I just absolutely screwed myself over. And so I had to first like re-stabilize myself, like re-put myself into a place where I felt like I could feel just like safe in general to be able to do something without thinking that I might not be able to afford like food the next day, you know? Yeah. Um, And then once I got myself there, I kind of just started re getting into the spot of feeling like I wanted to, you know, make my own goals again and set some goals and try to achieve them. And as I was planning that journey, 
to what this was going to look like. I kind of let go of the idea that it had to happen in a certain amount of time. Love that. And that was really huge for me is I, I kind of just said, you know, I'm going to let this go at the pace that it needs to go at. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to allow it to take as much time as it needs to take. And I'm just going to do my part. And it's like what you were saying, too, is I, I kind of recognized that I wasn't really focusing very much on my part of things. So I started focusing more on my part and kind of identified what that was and then identified what part was kind of out of my control and then just kind of really started to plan out how I could do my part. And then I really like that method. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very empowering, like having this shift from I'm feeling so bad and uncomfy because I'm trying to manipulate something that I just can't manipulate to I'm going to sit down and focus on what I can do. Like that feels so empowering. Yeah. And I love that. It is empowering. And I think at the same time, it's kind of challenging to get there because it really involves like putting your ego to the side. That's fair. And being like, I can't do everything. And just being like, there's only so much I can do. You know, it, it takes a lot of like just humbling yourself and just recognizing that you don't have it all figured out and that it's okay, okay to not have it all figured out. And so, yeah, that that's kind of what I had to do. But yeah, it, it has really helped out to just have that shift in perspective. And yeah, it seems to be working really well for me. You said something that I felt like I related to. You talked about how you had basically took yourself out of your comfort zone when you were pursuing this business that ultimately led you to make a decision that costed you $10,000. So you took this leap of faith you quit your job and you took yourself completely out of your comfort zone for this dream and for this thing that you wanted to create in your life. And then you got in way over your head because you were putting all the responsibility on your shoulders. And then you got yourself to a point where you felt like you had no choice but to bring yourself back into your comfort zone. And I feel like when we dream a dream, especially those dreams that feel big and scary. We want them so much for ourselves because a lot of times the things that we want, like when we birth a desire, when we create a desire for ourselves that is new, it stems from experiencing what we don't want, which is oftentimes uncomfortable. So when we acknowledge, wow, I don't like this, but now I know that I want this, sometimes we're almost willing to do anything for that. And it can often result in us taking ourselves from this space that we're in that's familiar to trying everything different. And I feel like I've noticed myself doing that with trying to pursue this dream of content creation and becoming an influencer. And for me, it also has had this pattern of taking myself out into the unknown, a place that's very uncomfy and exhausting everything that I can possibly you know, I, I exhaust myself because I'm trying so much and then I'm burnt out and I have to go back to the safety zone. But I think that when we include trust in ourselves and in the universe and when we practice true faith, it's not like we're taking this giant leap out into the unknown. It's like we are slowly moving ourselves out there and we move at a more sustainable pace rather than this very rushed pace. And I feel like at first, when you start taking those steps out into the unknown towards the stream that you have, 
it's really uncomfortable because you are having to learn how to practice faith. Like, wow, I can't control it all and I can't do it all and I can't make this happen at the snap of my fingers. And that's really uncomfortable, but I feel like trust and faith is a little bit risky, but the risk pays off when you choose to make a practice out of it. I really like what you were saying about just trust and how it does involve being in the unknown. And I think that that's just just such a cool thing to be able to understand because like trust and faith implies being in the unknown. True. And I think it, it like the practice is being in the unknown and being okay with the unknown. And like you said, it's risky and also it's worth it because there's so much potential in the unknown. And, you know, if you are really willing to take the steps into the unknown and you're willing to be okay with things potentially not going exactly the way that you think that they're going to go, then you really create a lot more opportunity for things to happen in a way that is like very natural and in a way that could really like surprise you. I feel like practicing trust means that you need to be collecting tools and you need to be learning about how to find a little bit of comfortability in the unknown. A lot of times we hear the message, I know I've heard this before, where someone's trying to teach about manifestation and they just say, you just got to trust the process. And they talk about trust so much to the point where it almost makes you feel like, what I either have to be all in and trusting or I'm just not going to get what I want. But I feel like not enough people teach about how to be in the uncomfortability of practicing that faith and trust. So what are some tools that you have that help you feel a little bit more comfy in the discomfort? For me, it just comes down to just balancing out that idea of comfort and challenge. Say more. (laughs) Yeah. Hear me out. So yeah, when it comes to manifestation or creating something that you want or going after a dream or a goal, there's obviously going to be your part and the universe's part. That's what we've been talking about, right? So once you get down to your part and figuring out what your part is, it could be easy to just see, okay, this is my part. And then just like dive into that and just like do it nonstop and just like only be focusing on your part and I think that that can be harmful because like what you were saying is, and for me, like I needed to get back into that place of comfort because of the challenges that I was experiencing. Like I literally felt paralyzed, like I could not move forward at all anymore. And so to just give yourself space to do both, you know, give yourself space to dive into your part and dive into the action and dive into the discomfort and the challenge and then also give yourself permission to take breaks and give yourself permission to relax and give yourself permission to you know just get comfortable and like set things up in a way where it actually does feel good for you the amount of energy that you can bring into your work is largely dependent on the amount of rest and relaxation and comfort that you can experience because Mm -hmm. if you're if you're uncomfortable if you're you know, not feeling safe, then you're not going to be able to perform your best kind of work because you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be like anxious. You're going to be uptight. But yeah, when you give yourself time to relax and, you know, take a breath and just take it easy and then you're able to do that and then go back into whatever it is that you're doing, it's you're going to be a lot more efficient 
and uh, you're just going to create better results. When we think of having our own part, we often think action. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that can be translated to physical action and the external world, which I think is so important. But when I think about action, I like to break it up into three parts. So I think about external action in the outer world. What are some steps that I can take? to start bringing into my reality what I am wanting to create. But then there's also the internal action. You might run into some block within your internal world that limit or hinder your ability to take those actions in the outer world. And so I think that there needs to be this balance and this constant cycle of taking action in the outer world and then taking that action in your inner world. And then on top of that, the third piece of action, I think, is rest. And you talked about that in a really beautiful way. And I think that all of those things and finding your unique balance of that is what is going to help you move forward the fastest. That is beautiful. Yeah. And it it is really going to look different for everybody. And, you know, depending on what your goal is and depending on where you're at in your life. Because, like, I mean, for some people, they they do feel okay with quitting their job to go pursue this dream, you know, and like doing this thing and like working for 12 hours a day, you know, and like for some people that'll, that'll be their balance, you know, and they'll have, (laughs) you know, one hour of the day where they sit and watch TV or something. I don't know. But yeah, I think just depending on what your goal is, depending on where you're at in your life, depending on what your circumstances are like, that balance is going to look different. But yeah, it is those three parts. Focusing on your part as far as physical external action, focusing on your part as far as internal action, overcoming resistance, dealing with the blocks that come up, and then giving yourself time to rest. That combination of things and finding that balance for you and for your specific goals, that really is going to make a huge difference. I'm thinking about the car analogy to manifestation, and that is one of my favorites because it really puts this into perspective. A problem that I've ran into myself and I know that other people have ran into is sometimes we think that if I'm not doing anything, if I'm resting, if I'm doing internal work and I'm doing that instead of taking the physical action that in my mind I see is going to produce physical results, which is what I want. We often think that by doing the internal action and the rest, we're taking away from that forward movement with the external action and that it's slowing us down. But I don't think that that's the case. And I think the car analogy helps put that into perspective. So can you explain the car analogy? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I feel like I I love having like a visual, but when you think about having a manifestation, you can picture a car and that car is going to be the vehicle that moves you to your manifestation. The car is what moves you from point A, your current reality, to point B, the reality of your manifestation. And then there's different parts of the car that represents the different kinds of action. So... The gas is... <laughs> I love this. The gas, right? You pressing on the gas pads, you taking that physical action in the outer world. And then something like your brakes is going to be your resistance. When your brakes are being pressed, that just means that it's time for that internal work. Or maybe like, I don't know, your parking brake is on and, and you got to take a little rest or something. Or you hear like a clunking in the engine or something and like right. something's going on with the car. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot more beneficial to figure out what's going on with your car, figure out what is slowing you down. And a lot of times, literally, that means we need to go 
inside of ourselves and work through whatever that is. And then once we have taken our foot off of the brakes, we are able to press the gas and move forward so much more smoothly. And that's what's happening when we are working through our blocks, through our shadows. And then also, I don't know, you gave an example of like a road trip or something before. I just, I don't know, how can we bring in like the rest piece? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, let's say that you start at point A and then you have point B, which is your goal. And let's say it's a road trip, okay? You're driving from the West Coast to the East Coast. That's like a three or four day trip. Like both people start at the exact same place and both people just start going, okay? Both of them start to experience this like clunking sound in the engine, right? And you start to think, oh yeah, you know, what is that? One person actually stops and they they look at the the clunking in the engine and they, you know, they try to figure out what's going on and they're able to solve the problem and keep going. Meanwhile, you know, the other person, they kept going despite the fact that their car is making all these weird noises, right? And so along with this journey, they're still going. And now, you know, it's nighttime. This person that just fixed their car, they decided that, you know, they're getting a little tired. They're going to stop and rest. Meanwhile, this person, their car is making a bunch of noise. They're feeling tired. They're like, I'm just going to keep going. Where the burnout comes in. Yeah, exactly. A a few things are going to happen to this person that keeps going. You know, one level, it looks like they're getting further ahead because this person has stopped once to repair their car. And now they're stopping to go and sleep on their journey. And this person is just powering through everything. So obviously one of two things is going to happen to this person who's just powering through everything. Either their car is going to break down and they're going to have to really like stop and take like a lot more time than it would have taken if they would have just stopped originally when it came up. Uh, Or they're just going to like pass out while they're driving and, you know, create some other kind of unwanted consequences that is going to really hinder their trip. And meanwhile, this person, their trip is going smoothly. They're feeling good about it. They're feeling well rested. They feel glad that they stopped and, you know, figured out what was going on with their car. Their car is running smoothly. And, you know, at the end of the day, the person who stops and does all the internal work as well as takes the rest, they end up getting to their destination faster and feeling better about it too. So your energy is much better. You're likely to feel much more energized and you're able to bring your best self forward when you've taken that rest. And as a result, your external action or even your internal action is going to happen in a much more efficient and just like easy breezy going kind of way. Right. So I think we're probably at a point where we can kind of start wrapping things up. Yeah, I feel like the main takeaway is for people to take the action of identifying, you know, are they in this place of control? That is in a not so helpful way. Whether that looks like desperation or anxiety or impatience. And then after they're acknowledging where they're at, taking note and identifying their part and the universe's part. For the universe's part, they're going to be practicing allowing that part to be, noting when it is performing and the way that is your preference and like celebrating that and feeling grateful for that and then also practicing showing up and doing your part and building that self-trust and i think together that's how you manifest thanks so much for listening we really appreciate you for being here and we'll see you on the next episode